Welcome to Pigskin Frenzy on this wonderful Thursday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Joel Norris. And whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or listening on Podbean, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some NFL coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode, and leave a comment down below. Spotify, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Podbean, same thing. If you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. We have Facebook and we have Twitter. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All I got to do is type that bad boy in on the search engine and you will find it. Follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, notifications from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All you got to do is type in Pigskin Frenzy, follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. NFL day-to-day, we are going to talk about some news coming out of the NFL draft. Uh, We found out a couple of days ago where the 2025 NFL draft is going to be. I posted it on the social media for uh, Pigskin Frenzy, so we're going to dive deep into that. We're also going to be talking about the new fair catch rule being placed. Um, it's quite interesting, so you know, stay tuned in for that one. And we're going to talk about some news in, up in Foxborough, so regarding the New England Patriots and their OTAs. So just hang out. You know, don't leave yet and just subscribe to the channel on YouTube, follow and like on Facebook and Twitter, and follow and share around on Spotify and Podbean to Pigskin Frenzy. Keep plugging in. Let's just kick it off with the NFL Draft news. So you're thinking right now, Joel, you've been talking about the NFL Draft so much. You know, you thought we were taking a break from it, but now you're talking about it some more. Okay, I'm not talking about this draft, but we're going to be talking about a future draft. So the day, the location of the 2025 NFL draft has been announced, and the 2025 NFL draft will be in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now, next year's NFL draft will be in Detroit, um, where we all presume that the class will be featured and headlined by quarterback from USC, Caleb Williams, North Carolina quarterback Drake May, Ohio State wide, Ohio State wide receiver uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., among others. So Detroit will be there. Then we have the 2025 NFL Draft, which Green Bay, Wisconsin will play host. Another NFC, back-to-back NFC North, you know, organizations from Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers are going to be playing a part for the NFL Draft. It will be around Lambeau Field and, you know, up around Titletown. So that's going to be that's going to be fun. That's going to be interesting to see. Excited for that one in a couple of years. And that's pretty much all I got about it. It's just, you know, talking about the NFL draft is an exciting spectacle. Every, you know, how this process works is, you know, you cities put in their bid to have the draft there. So what was interesting about this draft is because it's the defending Super Bowl champions, right? This past draft in Kansas City these defending Super Bowl champions put in their bid, and it's the first time ever that a draft was held after that city won the Super Bowl. So it was interesting. So we'll see what happens there. Detroit will be the 2024 NFL draft, which is next year. And then in two years, the 2025 NFL draft will be in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So that's some draft news. Now let's go over, you know, move on from that and talk about the new fair catch rule. That's what I'm going to be spending some of my time on here today. We're probably not going to have too long an episode today. We're just going to be talking about some headlines that have caught my attention. So let's go over the NFL fair catch rule, and we'll pop up the graphic in a minute. Don't worry, but 
recently the NFL was, you know, meeting and they're thinking, okay, what are some ways we can prevent concussions? Because let's face it, concussions have been a huge part of the game, especially last year, uh, i.e. Tua Tagovailoa from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it, yeah, he suffered like three or four, and it, it was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. It was one of those, you know, injuries. It's one of those injuries where football is a contact sport. You can't help it. You know, you're going to get hit. You're going to, you know, it's not flag. You know, obviously flag football is a, is a game. I'm not saying that, but it, it's, it's one of those things where it's a contact sport. There's You're going to get hit. You're going to get tackled. Uh, injuries happen, but concussion after concussion is pretty dangerous and you're going to have to try to figure out a way to, you know, prevent those obviously. So this is citing this is a this is one one way right here to cite player safety. So the NFL fair catch rule graphic now. So the NFL fair catch rule owners met and they proposed a rule and it is where off of a free kick which is safety and kickoffs um, that the ball will be placed on the 25-yard line following a fair catch on kickoff or safety, free kicks. So it means player safety. It means, you know, trying to prevent, you know, many injuries, and it's a way to get the game going faster, right? So uh, I'm going to get to the reactions in a minute because there's there are some reactions to it. So let's just go over this and break it down. So the fair catch off of a free kick, which is a safety or kickoff, and it, it must occur behind the team's 25-yard line in order for the ball for the ball to be placed at the 25-yard line. Sorry, I'm reading my notes off my phone here about this rule. So uh, off the 25-yard line, right? So you're thinking, okay, yes, player safety, yes. You're thinking, uh, get the game going faster, right? Yes, but also what could player safety play a part into this, right? I'm going to explain that in a minute, but let's just keep going. I'll explain what I just said in a moment. What? How can player safety play into this? It's going to be only tested for one year. It's going to be year right here. This is the only season that they're doing this for now. It's a testing year, right? They're going to test this out. And like I said, player safety is the reason behind it. So they're testing it for one year just to see if it sticks. And if it sticks, they'll keep it going. They'll, they'll, they'll make it permanent. Right now, it's just temporary for this season only to see where everything will go, you know, from here, right? So you think and you look and you're like, okay, player safety, yeah, you know, prevent injuries and concussion. But how will it, though? Yes, injuries and concussions and all that happen on kickoff, right? Absolutely. It will prevent injuries. It will prevent less injuries. That is the correct wording that needs to be used. Player safety. It will protect it will it will pro provide more player safety. Understandable. That's good. But use you got to add some more words to this, right? More player safety. It won't add overall player safety. Because when you're out there and you're a quarterback, and if you're a wide receiver, offensive lineman, defensive back, middle linebacker, playing at the jack position, you, you name it, right? It's still going to, you know, affect how, how it's going to, you, you can still be hit. You can still be hurt. You can still get injured. You name it. So my, my process with this is, yes, it will help with more player safety. You won't. It won't prevent injuries, right? Because injuries are going to happen. That's just the name of the game, ladies and gentlemen. It's football. It is a 
contact sport. Andy Reid, and I quote, said, this, right, is not flag football. He has a problem with the rule because he doesn't want it to be flag football and Low-key, it helps other teams, right? If a fair catch is, is you know, happens on a kickoff, you're automatically at the 25-yard line. You're not spotted where you were. You're at the 25-yard line, so it gives other teams an advantage, right? It can give the Chiefs an advantage. It can give them a disadvantage if they're playing against someone. So, yes, that's, that's a con to it. I'm not going to lie. That's a con to it. And a pro, I guess, would be to prevent more injuries from happening during kickoffs, yes. And another con, another pro with it would be, you know, it can speed up the game a little bit because the game, games can be drawn out, right? It could. It could be drawn out. Understandable. Um, g- games can last four or five hours, and, you know, you, you want to have a, a faster-paced game. Here's the problem. Injuries happen, folks, and that is my take on this. Injuries happen. It's going to happen. You're going to get hit. You're going to get hurt. It is one of the most unfortunate things when it comes to football. It's a hot take that I'm saying right now. People are going to be like, dude, you're saying some stupid stuff. I'm not, you think that I am, right? And that's y'all's opinion, understandable. I'm, I'm just speaking the truth, you know? It's going to happen. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be, you know, something that happens during a play. Someone's going to break an ankle. Someone's going to get another concussion. Someone's going to tear an ACL or sprain an MCL and be out for weeks, season, months, two years, maybe like tearing Achilles. It's going to happen. It happens. It's, it's, it's football. It's a contact sport. There have been non-contact injuries. Those are freak accidents. That's a whole other conversation. But what I'm saying is it prevents, it prevents, you know, it prevents more injury from happening, right? Good. Great. But injuries are going to happen. It's the name of the game. It's football. You, you're taking a risk every time you step out onto the field, onto the turf, onto the grass, wherever you play, high school, college, NFL, you name it. You're taking a risk. You're taking a, a risk of putting of injuring your body or getting a concussion or tearing something or tearing a ligament or breaking an arm, tearing a labrium, you name it. You're, you're taking a risk, but you do it because you love the game of football, right? And you have fun and you love doing it. You love it being your job as a professional athlete. You love doing it in college. You love playing it in high school for fun. That's just how the, that's just the name of the game, and that's how it works. So injuries are going to happen. That's my take on it. Do I have an opinion on if the rule is cool or if the rule is great? Not really. I think the rule is the rule. There's nothing we can really do about it because the team owners are the ones that approve of this stuff. They are the they're they are technically the board of directors when it comes to the NFL. Owners meet of all 32 clubs and they all have a consistent agreement. They they outvote some owners and some owners disapprove of it, and, and, and the more owners approve of it, and owners of, of the owners that disapprove of it, the owner the, the 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 ruling will pass through. If there is more disagreement than agreements. The rule will, you know, not pass through. So it's not my call because I am just a, I'm a football podcast host. You know what I'm saying? It's not my take. And I don't really have a stance on it. Do I like that it prevents, you know, you know, does it, you know, take away some injuries there? Yeah. I think that's, that's a great thing for football. I don't want to see anybody get hurt playing the game. No. 
But my take on it is this. It's not going to prevent injury and player safety for the long run. There's still going to be plays where it's a contact sport. If you take away the contact part of the sport, then you might you got you got to agree with Andy Reid. You might as well just play flag football, and that that's a hot take, and that's a, that's a very controversial thing to say, but it's the truth. Player safety is everything to me, and I want players to be safe. I agree with the rule that it could be a safer way for players. They don't have to run back, and they don't have to they don't have to get hit as much, and they don't have to get hit, right? Great. I, I 100% agree with that. I, I want that to be the case. I don't want them to get hurt. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I just, I, it's just no way for, for seeing that it's going to prevent, it's just going to take away all sorts of injuries because in a way, if you run a play, someone can get hurt. So it's just the name of the game and injury is a part of it. But does it prevent, does it, is it a good way of preventing you know, more injury? Absolutely. You got to add the, like I said, you got to add those words to it. You know, it takes away from more injury and it prevents more injury. Does it take away injury completely? No, but it prevents further injury or it prevents more injury from happening to players. And that's what you want, right? That is the name of the game. You want people to be healthy and you want people to continue to play the game that they love but injury is a part of the game unfortunately and it's one of those things where you just can't take it completely away that's just that's the name of the game and that's football right so i'm glad that they have the rule to prevent more injury but it's not going to take any further away you know injury further away player safety is important to me and i think it's not going to take injury away completely right so that's just my take on it. That's the new fair catch rule that they're trying out for the first part of the season. And, you know, that's a test test run for this year only. So moving on from that, that was mainly what I was going to talk about, the fair catch rule. But let's just, before we, you know, conclude today's episode, let's talk about the Patriots and the update in Foxborough. So OTAs are a thing where it's mini camp and, you know, off-season workouts and you're, and you're, and you're, and you're, and you're, you're, you're getting ready to go into training camp in the, in, in late summer, early, or going into the, you know, late summer, early fall and before the season starts and you're thinking, okay, man, let's, uh, you know, let's get our bodies right. Let's stay in shape and let's get prepared, right? So, Let's talk about what's happening in Foxborough now. So, news out of Foxborough, according to ESPN, uh, New England Patriots are losing two of those OTA days due to violation of off-season rules. You look at it and it's like, man, they can't catch a break because of the, the tampering from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I'm sorry, from the Tampa, from the Miami Dolphins and Tom Brady and all this stuff. Right? They can't. They can't. They can't catch a break. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's sort of minor, but it's minor in a sense of, okay, it's just a few offices of rules that we violated. Yes. It's still, you know, a big problem. Don't do it, but it can't hurt us, you know, anymore. Right. It can't, it really can't hurt us all that well. Let me tell you why losing two OTAs hurt. Number one, I just mentioned it. Players being in shape. You need OTAs, right? You need these OTA days because you need players to stay in shape ahead of training camp. I cannot stress that enough. 
players need to stay in shape before the, the training camp starts. OTAs are voluntary workouts. Players show up. Players, Some players don't show up due to contract disputes. That is a whole other conversation, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is a whole other conversation. Uh, I can mention one thing. This has nothing to do with the Patriots, but Austin Eckler is with OTAs now after remaining with the Chargers. That's a whole other news headline, and we can talk about that later on. Um, but with the Patriots, uh, you know, he's, he's remaining with the Chargers, but with the Patriots, talk about them. You look at it, and you're thinking, okay, man, you know, you need those OTA days. You need to get the workouts in. You need to just be prepared, right? You need Matt Jones ready. You need uh, Stevenson ready. You need Damian Harris ready. You need Nelson Aguilar ready. And you need some of these guys ready, right? You need uh, Keon White, some of these rookies ready. You need Christian Gonzalez ready, man. You got to get these guys ready for the season. That's the, that is one of the main problems with missing two OTA days, Right? Another is game planning and coaching, right? That's another. That's another fault. That's another flaw of uh, of, of what happens here, right? You got to get prepared for training camp. You got to, as as an associate, as a staff member for the part as a part of the organization, you got to get ready for training camp. You got to game get. It's never too early to game plan for the Philadelphia Eagles on September the tenth, right? Because that's what we're getting ready for. We're getting ready for some of these some of these players who are second string, fourth string, third string, fourth string, you name it, practice squad, right, to get ready for the preseason in August, right? There's four weeks of preseason football before the regular season hits. Um, I'm going to cover some preseason, you know. Uh, I'm covering mainly the main, the main the regular season, right? That's what everybody looks forward to. But I'm going to cover some preseason football in August. There's no doubt. I mean, preseason is where – you got to get your backups, and you got to get a lot of your guys ready and, and, and ready in and, and game time form in case anything happens to those starters, right? OTAs is a big part of getting ready for the preseason and getting ready for the season to come up, not just for workouts and not just for players, but you've got to think about the staff. That's that's the two main points. You've got to think about the staff in game planning because if you don't have OTAs, then – I mean, you're going to be a step behind of everybody else. That's what hurts, right? You don't want to be a step behind in game planning like everybody else. Everybody else is having their OTAs and workouts. They're ready. They're pumped. They're getting here ready. Okay, we're ready to go try to chase a championship. OTAs is a part of your organization that you need to get ready to physically work your body out and get be in shape ahead of time, ahead of schedule for camp, right, in, in August and in late July. That's one. And two, it gets you caught up with game planning against your opponent that you're facing in your first week of the regular season. And it gets you ready to walk through some drills with some of the guys who are just now coming in, who are rookies and who are entering their second season, right? So you got to think, no, it's not important. People are thinking out there, that's not important, losing OTA days. Not really all that, you know, not, not all that. You know, we'll recover. You say that. But it's one of those things where you need it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where, okay, it's grueling, but you'll thank us later when you have it. So Patriots losing two OTA days, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty big right there. Um, and another thing, I, and then we'll, we'll move on from the OTA days right now. And speaking of more OTAs, and I'll just touch on this before we conclude. 
Austin Eckler. Uh, for the new uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers is back. He will remain a free agent. Uh, he will he will remain a, a part of the, as a part of the team, and he will be a free agent next year. So that's good news for the Chargers. They really certainly need him. There were some rumors about him getting traded. I really didn't see why you would trade an Austin Eckler. He is a solid running back. You got weapons around. If you're the Chargers, you're liking your team. Honestly, you got Quentin Johnson, Mike Williams. You have, um, you you have a uh, uh, Austin Eckler, and you have the main guy at all, Justin Herbert, right? And you got Keenan Allen. Forgot about Keenan Allen. You got Quentin Will, uh, Quentin Williams, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Justin Herbert at the helm of that offense. So. You're liking your team right now, and, and, and Austin Eckler adds more—not just of an elusive run, but he also is a—he accelerates on catch, and he's a—he's a very powerful. You know, he, he catches the ball well, and he's very powerful uh, pass running back. Right? He can block. He is an elusive back that you need, and it fits the Chargers scheme. So, good on Austin Eckler. Let's see if they can try to work out a deal for him coming up next season. But Austin Eckler remaining with the team for the 2023 season until he hits free agency in 2024 in March of next year. So, that just about does it. Uh, we're out of time here. A big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday to just sit back and watch and listen to some NFL coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Leave a like on the episode and leave a comment down below. Spotify, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Podbean, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. We have Facebook and we have Twitter. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All you got to do is type that bad boy in on the search engine and you'll find it. Follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All you got to do is type in pigskin frenzy. Follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. A big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday today. We'll be back Tuesday. We'll continue our series of conference standing projections on college football. Uh, we'll kick it off with the Big 12 coming up Tuesday and it'll be, you know, just tune into that and we'll continue our series on that for college football. Till then, Tuesday, I'm Joel Norris signing off and we will see you once again Tuesday for another edition of Pigskin Frenzy and for everyone out there, stay the course.